Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the wise man, Matt Mears. Good evening and welcome to Splinters the Bench podcast here on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available to download on podcast.com or your good and bad podcast site. We don't discriminate here. We're obviously brought to you by Magpies Waitara and the All About Caring Sydney Bears. I am the wise man, Matt Mears, and welcome to part two of our new Cricket New South Wales season wrap with the review of the Sydney Shires competition. Sometimes just known as the smaller league of Sydney of Sydney wide cricket, uh, Shires has provided the Keystone's developmental league, and this year was no different. With plenty of talent coming through the landscape um, of cricket, and uh, it, as we go along, it's being shown to be more and more important, building those pathways up until the elite levels. Tonight, we'll go over the final standings along with the top 10 performances with the bat and ball um, across all grades. Don't worry, we won't leave out you fourth graders. We'll also look at the results from the Frank Grade Shield competition as well. Can't do it alone. We've got a crack team here to go through it. First off, from the Warringah Cricket Club, you'll see him all over Cricket Sydney with his best 11 and because he's producing the episode, we had to have him here as well. Anthony Caruso, welcome to Splinters. Good evening, Mirzy. Good evening to everyone here. Yes, uh, we, we've uh, got some really good support, support now from Cricket Sydney uh, jumping on board with it. Um, glad to know you've been uh, paying attention to that. Um, I've already my followed them. Yeah, I'm actually has. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to this one. It was a great, it was a great season all round, and plenty to talk about in this competition. Certainly, and we needed to have some cricket experts with us. We had to get some players with us. So first off, from Linfield, Greg Cook. Greg, welcome to Splinters. Oh, good day, Matt. How are you going? Mate, I'm really good. Really great to have you here with us. And also, we have um, from the Roseville Club, Brent Tansley. Brent, welcome to Splinters. Welcome, Matt. Um, good to get a gig here, being a Rosal player. Um, welcome, Anthony and Greg. Looking forward to the show. Who well, we know. Again? Who are you again? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was waiting for this. It's just what I was just about to say. Having a Raringa player and a Roseville player in the same podcast, it's not going to end well. But uh, well, hopefully, you two can be civil. But uh, we've still got an, about fifty-five minutes to go, so. I don't like my chances. Um, we'll quickly go into the predictions from the start of the season. So obviously here on the bench, um, we had three sets of predictions from some of our crack team. Uh, Tony Dawson, who has to be mentioned for uh, contractual purposes. Jacob Aquilina, former ringer player. And Mr. Cricket Sydney himself, Anthony Caruso, had a bit of a go at what their top six would be. Unfortunately, it's five of them were the same in um, no particular order. Mounties, Burwood, George's River, Lane Cove, and Auburn. So to make it a little bit interesting for us, they all picked a sixth team that was different from each other. Tony Dawson went Linfield. Jacob Aquilina went Epping. Anthony Caruso went Strathfield. What was that top six, you were wondering? Auburn finished on top of the table on 72 points. Lane Cove, 62 Burwood on 60, Warringah on 47, George's River 44, Balmain, South Sydney on 36. So before we go into the hits and misses, Anthony Caruso, what do you have to say for yourself? Um, what do I have to say about myself about um, thinking about where I thought Warringah was going to finish? <laughs> I thought they were going to just miss the top six. I well, thought they were going to just miss the top six. And the only reason why, and Brent and Greg will, will vouch for this, for last year they were carried they to the final. You. They well, didn't pick you. That, that was what it was. Well, you know, we all know how we, fi- we feel about our respective chairman of selectors. <laughs> we'll leave that for another day. Um, but Greg and, Greg and Brent, obviously last year, Warringah were almost dragged, kicking and screaming, into the, into the grand final off the back of their English import, Khalid Sawas, who scored over 800 runs last year. Yeah, never got to play against him, um, but looks like you guys, you know, 
worked your way up the table this year. I played, I think, three to four games in first grade, and um, I think our boys drew against you guys. You guys gritted it out, ended up defending out 80 to 90 overs. So, um, yeah, don't know too much about the ring of first grade this year, but you guys always seem to, I guess, have a, a sort of homegrown team that's, you know, sort of stuck it out over the last couple of years. And um, you're always quite beneficial with your English import by the seams. I'm not sure who you had this year, but he looks like he did pretty well as well. Yeah, that would be right. We'll cover that a little bit later on. That's Ross um, Ross Zellum. But uh, certainly I, I thought Warringah would just miss out on the finals. Um, but certainly, Mirzi, certainly there were a lot of hits in terms of the predictions. Yes, Caruso, there was a hit for everybody's was there was four out of the six teams predicted came true with Burwood, George's River, Lane Cove and Auburn all reaching that top six. The miss for everybody was Mounties. Um, they were the huge disappointment, obviously, with Adam Coint um, leaving the team along with Pat Lawrence um, as well. Caruso, that sort of really put pay to um, to what was going to everyone thought was going to be a, a strong side this year. Well, yeah, and um, again, I'll throw it to, to Greg and Brent there, but um, you know, Mounties over the last few years have developed a bit of a reputation of um, of going out and well, in inverted commas, recruiting players um, for their for their team, and this year seemed to show the first sign of cracks within that um, strategy. Yeah, I'll chime in uh, there, uh, Anthony. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not exactly um, across all the details within the club. Um, I mean, they've obviously um, uh, spent a little bit of money on players over recent years, and uh, that's uh, caused a little bit of uh, volatility in their performances, to use a uh, equity markets um, uh, term. But, um, yeah, good to see them, uh, you know, getting... Uh, a bit more work happening with their grounds and sight screens and uh, and so on. It's nice to see them actually have a sight screen at Greenway number one now. So um... Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember a rainy rum playing uh, playing in the finals, but uh, yeah. Um, it's a uh, yeah, look a little bit hard for me to uh, to comment. They've uh, they they, um, they, they uh, seem to wax and wane a, a little, um, and uh, yeah, um, players sort of coming and going rather than sort of being from grassroots. Yeah, it sort of seemed. Sorry, Anthony, I was, I was just about to say it seemed um, with their recruitment this year. Uh, the previous three years in first grade, they seemed to you know have a pretty consistent bunch and it looked like about nine to ten players moved on this year uh so yeah i'm not i'm I'm not sure sort of what really happened all i really know is the the game we played them um was pretty hard fought game we we got them quite early on so we had them in round four and uh literally the first sort of 10 overs of the game felt like we're playing first class cricket we had Timmy Lay bowling the Jim, what, what's his name? Debartolo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was high quality cricket. And that, that Paddy Lawrence guy, um, definitely the biggest guy I've ever faced. Genuinely scary bloke. Uh, but as you, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head before, just a lot of cracks started to appear when, you know, a few boundaries started to happen. Uh it just looked like a team down the middle. Like you, you obviously had some big names uh, with great cricket experience there at the top, but a lot of sort of you know misfits and um, yeah, it just seemed just seemed a very sort of disjointed lineup. And even second grade when we played them that day, this is going back to round four. They had um, Adam Coit and Wayne Bull line up out against our second graders. Um, and they were, they were shitting bricks when they showed up. But same sort of result um, for Rosal at the time would have been massive underdogs for both grades. We ended up getting up. But it was, yeah, it was just, I know, a bit, a little strange just sort of watching the, the interactions and uh, I guess the setup of Mounties from a, from a club that's been so successful over the last three years. 
Yeah, I'm still not sure what was going on with Adam Coit playing in twos, but um, maybe others know more about that than me. What I did manage to pick up was apparently, um, uh, well, someone who's probably going to be listening into this is uh, Robin Noonan managed to convince him and Bully to um, come back into the lineup and just enjoy playing cricket with him with them in second grade. So, yeah. you know, fruit doesn't fall apparently, far from the tree. Apparently he went, um, during tea in second grade, he went home for an extra hour. He showed up an hour after tea. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. You can do well, that? Apparently, you can. Oh, he, just, he rocked up to the ground again at 3.30. Yeah, right. All right. Some rules for some and some rules for others, obviously. Um, we'll keep moving along here. There was one close call from the hits and misses, and that was Jacob Aquilina predicting Epping making the finals. They missed out by one point. Yeah, Auburn they, went missed un- out, they, they missed out in particular um, to a team no one saw coming to make the top six, and that was Balmain South Sydney. Now, you know, once upon a time, the strongest team in the um, in first grade competition, back when they used to have um, the Chiqui brothers playing for them and Pedro Collins, they'd fallen on hard times over the last couple of years, but they picked up this year Tamadul Islam, who was an absolute revelation with the ball. We'll get to him a little bit later on, but certainly no one saw this coming for from Greg and Brent. Yeah, well, I saw earlier posts in the year they they gained that um, Rishi Patel from uh, Essex. I think he opened with us, Alistair Cook. Um, it was interesting, Balmain South Sydney at the start of the year, I had to make a few calls to them. One of their big aims was to try and rid all their um, fifth grade Tim Creed Cup teams um, that were, were starting to be stacked. Um that hats off to him, getting sixth place in first grade. Uh, it really sort of seems as though they're trying to, you know, build from the top again. Um, they did, as their president said to me, had a lot of mercenary teams and they've tried to clear that out. Um, so, yeah, hats off to them. I think they've, you know, obviously had a strong season in first grade and looks like that will eventually will hopefully, for Shire's cricket, start to filter down through the grades, um, particularly yeah. their threes and fours. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Brent. Um, I had a good chat to uh, to their president out at the um, the Bushfire um, uh, fundraiser game a few weeks ago, and, uh, yeah, he was telling me how they um, they fitted in those... Um, uh, uh, the Their name just escapes me for a moment... Um, the the, uh, the group of guys who had had been a part of Macquarie and then part of um, our club and uh, and now part of that wouldn't Dom be that and... Phoenix that wouldn't be that Phoenix yeah Phoenix it? Phoenix the yeah. uh, name just escaped me there for a moment um, and uh, who have shot themselves around um, around the competition but um, uh, he seems to have used his street smarts and uh, and you know uh, um, uh, you, you you know made use of uh, of those players within his within his club. Um, for the season just gone. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's healthy for the club to have pockets of, um, of talented players playing in a grade below where they should be playing. Um, and, you know, as we know, when you're running a club and you're bringing in juniors and needing to move players up and down grades, having um, blocks of players that, um, that only want to play in a particular grade probably in a grade below where they should be playing. It's um, it's not healthy for any competition. Well, said so we go back to the competition, Auburn finished undefeated um, to take out the premiership, while Lane Cove's success was off the back of three smashing performances with the ball. Uh, Raringa virtually repeated their performance of last year. They finishing behind Burwood, which I know, Mr Caruso, will be a bit of a sticking point for yourself. Mm. <laughs> That's all you needed to say. Um, we'll go to the top ten tables for, for first grade. First up, the batting aggregate, and wow. Paul Donovan for Strathfield, 951 over 300 better than the next person in second place. Yeah, absolutely. 
Paul Donovan has really become the rock of the Strathfield batting lineup. Uh, he broke the record set by Khaled Sawas last year, and he broke it by some distance. I think it was um, an extra 80 runs to um, to go over it. The next person in line is no slouch either. Kozakin Beadle, the um, the brother of Aylan Beadle, who currently plays for Manly, 633 runs. The only person from Pennant Hills to really get amongst the runs there. Third place, Ross Zellum, the English import for Ring with 571 runs. We'll keep going through the list. We've got Norman Ali from Macquarie University, 568. Greg Hunt from Lane Cove, 561. Damien Norton, from also from Lane Cove, 554. Uh, Sam Evans from Auburn, 521. Jared, you want to help Mazukowicz. me out here? Mazukowicz. Mazukowicz from George's River, 496. we got Rishi Patel from Balmain, South Sydney on 491. And Corey Lowe from Auburn with 471. We'll go through to the bowling aggregate now. And again, one a big standout. I mentioned him just before. Tamil Imzlam from Balmain, South Sydney. 63 wickets, almost 20 above the next one. Yeah, Muhammad Ali picking up 44. And then a couple of the regulars, um, Dan, Daniel Yates with 41 for George's River and Brenton Wright for 39. But then... Um, Brendan Gregg, two very familiar names from the Lane Cove bowling attack. This very fearsome Lane Cove bowling attack. Well, we'll keep going then through. We've got Sam Rippington from Epping with 32. And then I'm sure someone can help us out with this one with Daniel Lehan from Roseville, 31. Yeah, Lenny, he's always always amongst the polls, old Lenny. Um, I think he was playing his 15th or 16th year in first grade this year. Um, captain the, the Sixers in the bushfire game, but I think he would have had one of his better years. I think he averaged under 10 with the ball, um, still managed to hit over 300 runs. So, yeah, he's, he's always a class act. And then Caruso, Luke Parkinson for Moringa, 29. He's a name that you do see up there quite a bit. Uh, he do, you do, and I uh, had the pleasure on a number of years of bowling alongside him. He's a very, and, and Brent will attest to this, he is probably an incredibly crafty left arm bowler. He's not overly quick, but he's got every trick imaginable in the book at such a young age with the ball. Uh, I've never actually faced him, but um, he's very hard to get out, batting at 10 and 11. It's it's a ring of thing like you guys probably pride yourselves on it a fair bit, but you'll go through like your first eight or nine quite, or I won't say quite quickly, but the amount of times that we've had you eight or nine down for 100, 110, and you guys somehow end up at 200. And that Parco bloke's usually at the other end. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Can play, can play a forward defence. Now, I mean, Mirzi, you would have even seen it when he plays the odd game down at Harbord. Uh, very resolute forward defence, much like Jason Gillespie. Well, and, and you can include myself in that conversation as well. As I said, I've met many of the first grade park competition um, partnerships. The, there was the, the Mighty Lake Park where it was the 87-run partnership where I made three and was dropped five times. Um <laughs> I said, you need a resolute guy down at number 10 and 11 that uh, can ride his luck and uh, let the batsmen do their job at the other end. And uh, Parko certainly is one of those. So um, I said, we pride ourselves. You don't all have to be sloggers at number 11. It's just fun to annoy opposition bowlers by staying in. That's my thought anyway. (laughs) And he likes to talk to the opposition as well as he's batting, which, you know, as a KP, you usually like... You usually like to be the guy leading from the front with with that sort of chat, but um, he creates it himself as he's batting. So yeah, and it's not and it's not um and it's not um mean either. He's usually it's usually quite tame. It's just sort of just him just having a chat like he was hey, at the bar. Yeah, and that that annoys me the most because <laughs> no, we, we usually want we usually want a reason to hate you guys, but he he just seems like a nice bloke and. <laughs> That that really shoots me. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Don't worry, Caruso can make up for all the hate that you uh, feel towards. Um, just, just maybe next time, just picture Caruso's face on him out there batting, and that will just bring all that hatred out, and uh, I know that's what works for us. Um, and uh, rounding out the top 10, uh, Danish Ahmed from Macquarie University on 28. We'll have a quick look at the batting averages, and uh, Paul Donovan, to go along with his 900-odd runs, an average of 118.88. I'm surprised no one is trying to poach him from grade cricket with numbers like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone does. And, I mean, we've seen it over the last couple of years starting to happen more and more. The big move last year was Matt Bursa, who topped the bowling aggregate and average for the first grade shyest competition. Um, now, Greg Cook, um, obviously... You've seen Matt Bursa come through the ranks at Auburn. He's now playing first grade for Bankstown. Yeah, no, um, I um, I know his brother uh, Mark, and um, um, yeah, we uh, we caught up recently actually, and uh, yeah, no, all all, um, all power to him. Um, uh, terrific story. We'll have a quick look through here, and uh, Brent Tim Lay doesn't make an appearance in the aggregate. But finishing with a season tally of 50.75 is probably someone you'd probably want a few more appearances out of if he can average like that but not make the top 10 in the batting aggregate. Yeah, well, that sort of came by chance during the year. Um, a chat one afternoon at Cricket New South Wales with one of our committee members sort of saw that through for the season. But we had him for six games. Um the good thing about, I guess, pulling these guys through, and you alluded to the Mountie situation before and how, I guess, recruiting grade players can break down. Um, the good thing about Tim was he was connected with three of the guys from the team. Um, so we we sort of felt it was a good fit for us. Uh, he, as I said, didn't play every game, but he was first grade coach of Sydney University in the Premier Cricket Comp, so we couldn't get him for every game, particularly one-dayers. Um, but we hope he comes back next year. Um, I think it kept a lot of our guys uh, who were thinking about retirement sort of still connected to the club, at least thinking about next year. Um, but Tim's actually a bowling all-rounder, and I think... Uh, Crusoe, this was quite funny when we played first grade for Ringa, one of your uh, fieldsmen or keepers, I think, quipped to him about a shit shot he played and asked him about his helmet that was taped up. <laughs> and he said to him, he goes, mate, I didn't get that helmet from my batting. <laughs> when you guys were still, when you guys were still <laughs> having the face in, so... Um, oh. I don't think he took a huge swag of wickets that day, but, um, yeah, very handy cricketer Tim Lay took 571st grade Premier Cricket wickets for Sydney Uni, so oh. fingers crossed we'll get him back. And Matt, <laughs> and Matt Mears and I, Matt Mears and I had the pleasure of calling him when he was playing for Sydney University in the Kingsgrove T20 Cup. He was, he batted, used to bat number 10, but I'll tell you what, that's in the university lineup. We used to bat deep. And when you had Tim Lay coming in at number 10, you did never felt like you were full, fully through the batting lineup. He was more than handy uh, with the bat, and he was certainly effective with, with the ball. It's a great pickup for Roseville to get a, a guy of Tim Lay's standard. Certainly is, and I'm sure they'll be doing everything they can to keep him for next season. Before we take drinks here on Splinters, we'll go through second grade. And second grade largely reflected first grade with Auburn taking the premiership from Burwood, Lancover, Ringa. The Bolter being Roseville. There you go. They were well clear of Linfield. Um, the top 10. So, again, another big um, performance in the batting. Ben Saunders from George's River. 655, over 150 more than um, second place. Yeah, second place, Abhijit Verdi from uh, Warringah, 499 runs. And um, I can tell you now, many a team, uh, if you want to attest of, say, Luke Parkinson, who knows how to stay in, Abhijit Verdi uh, was nicknamed, has been nicknamed for a very long time, The Rock. He is unflappable, unmovable at the crease, and has showed this year with 499 runs. Is there, a, is there a story behind how he couldn't get to 500? Does it involve you, you and a run out? 
No, because first off, his name's not Blaney Powell, so um, oh, it, it's, definitely oh, not, um, it's definitely not uh, that. No, Arby and I used to actually have a lot of fun batting together, so um, trying to salvage innings. So, um, yeah, he, he was just – he's an absolute class, of course. The younger brother of Ashdeep Verdi who's playing for Manly these days. Oh, we'll find a story to, to to pin on you eventually, Caruso. We've still got plenty of splinters left to go. Um, we'll keep going through that top 10. Uh, Harsh Patel from Pennant Hills. He was third on the list on 495. Uh, Fuzzy okay. Nahim from, from Macquarie. Yes? No, I keep going. I, I, was, okay. I was just saying good bat. Good <laughs> bat. Some live <laughs> commentary. Now, please, we, 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 love the, we love the live commentary here on Splinters. Um, so, yeah, we got um, Nahim from Macquarie University, 462. Najib Azami from Auburn on 242. Um, Sean Mantle from from uh, George's River, 394. Will Epsom oh, from Epsom. Are. Hang on. Sean Mantle, the, uh, the Shire's, um, the Shire's uh, competition secretary getting amongst the runs there, Greg. Yeah, no, Sean's a, Sean's a good man. Um, he started uh, uh, in his role at Cricket New South Wales um, at the start of the um, uh, season before last, from, from memory. Um, uh, I've got a good relationship with him. He, he, uh, he works pretty hard to, uh, to, to keep uh, uh, everything under control in our comp. I think uh, the job's probably uh, a bit bigger than, a lot, than what a lot of us would imagine, and uh, Works pretty closely with uh, John Viviano, the chairman of the comp, uh, and uh, and the subcommittee in uh, in uh, keeping things under control. And uh, it has to be said, uh, it, it will certainly be under control when you've got the likes of Uncle Roy for Micah sitting right next door to you. So uh, yeah, no, Roy, you know, Roy's uh, got a, a wealth of experience. Um, you know, his role with Premier Cricket these days, and uh, um, I I, um, I know uh, Sean. Uh, works closely uh, with with Roy in uh, in a lot of the work uh, that's done in Shires. Uh, so he's um, played a good mentor role, and uh, and all the better for uh, for Shires cricket. Well, we'll keep going through that top ten. We've got Will Larson from Epping on three hundred and eighty-seven. Uh, Martin Azumi from Auburn on three seventy-three. Isaac Kenzel from Lane Cove on three hundred and fifty-two. And again, Caruso with his Another fine for the run sheet. Um, yeah, wherever we're going to for this end of season trip, it's going to be good. Um, I think we're on the we're up to the international space station. Um, Tanvir Singh with Strathfield on 397. He should be in about fifth, but ends up in tenth. So any any um, any complaints, Tanvir, please uh, direct them Mr. Caruso's way. Um, the bowling aggregate. Um, First up, this this is a lot tighter than the batting. You got Muhammad Afridi from Macquarie University on 40, uh, Najib Azimi from Auburn 39. Um, you got Mahajan from Burwood Briars 39. Tom Jeffrey from George's River on 37. So to have the top four that close together, Caruso, just showing you that it was very tight with the ball. Yeah, Ashul Mahajan, a, fringe, a genuine fringe, fringe first-grader bowler, really just showing how much value he does bring to the Briars. And he can consider himself unlucky to have not had more games in first grade. Um, we'll keep going through that list in fifth. Uh, well, equal fifth was uh, Charles Hemphill from Lane Cove with 31. We've got Joe Kamesh from Lane Cove on 31. Mitchell Betts from George's River on 29. Alan Matthews from Strathfield on 28, and uh, Greg Scott Trimble from Linfield, 27. Yeah, uh, Scott uh, Timbrell. So he's the youngest of three brothers. So the um, the oldest is uh, Alex Timbrell, who's part of the the pious uh, cohort of you know William Cook and uh, Simon Fox and Matt Matt Me and uh, Matt Lomax, um, and uh, yeah, younger brother Nathan, who captained our 24s. Uh, in the last year or two, and, uh, and now Scott has uh, come through strongly. So, uh, yeah, a good story there with the Timbrell family at, uh, at Linfield Cricket. This Matt Me guy, we've, Caruso, we've got to have a talk to this guy, how he just blatantly steals my name but just takes the last two letters off. 
Yeah, I, I don't get that. I mean, that that is just clear clear um, plagiarism going on there. So um, we're going to have to have a chat with with Matt Mee at some point. So, Greg, if we can organise that, it'd be muchly appreciated. I think we need to have him on Friday night one week. With all this with all this uncertainty on sport, I think we're going to have to have one good fight. And we're going to have to find who owns the rights to this. Yeah, when, no, um, Matt's a, uh, been a... Um, uh, a, a great contributor to our club over the last few seasons. He um, he was intending to play um, this season, but uh, it didn't work out that way. I hope to have him back uh, sometime uh, soon. Great, uh, great, great athlete, great bloke. It right, just needs a new name. But uh, right, writing out the the uh, bowling aggregate, Adam Wagner from Norwest Sydney on twenty six. That takes us to drinks here on Splinters. It is the Shires. Competition review for 2019-20. Anthony Caruso has been diligently mixing up those cordials to have at halftime. We'll give you a review of those when we come back. You are listening to Splinters the Bench podcast here, Triple H FM 100.1, podcast.com, all your good and bad podcast sites as well. We'll be right back. here, the Bench Podcast, Triple H 100.1 FM, triplehfm.com.au, podcast.com, all your good and bad podcast sites as well. You are listening to the uh, Sydney Shires Cricket 2019-20 review here. Matt Mears, question without without notice, do you you reckon Moises is uh, listening to us on, um, on Spotify as well? If you bring up that question one more time, I just you'd be denying you off this call, and we'll we'll do it without you for the rest of the uh, rest of the episode. Well, we do so have his brothers. We Sydney. do have his brothers. We do have his brothers who compete in this competition, so it's a legitimate question. Oh God! Well, I've just just we've just stomached your uh, cordial um, here at the drinks break here in this edition of Splinters, and then. Again, mate, you've you've had enough practice with we've had done enough of these cricket episodes. I think you still need some work. Why well, you're playing? It's too strong. You always come on too strong, Caruso. But uh, by the by, we are here to talk Sydney Shires cricket. Um, we will. We've already gone through first and second grade. We'll now go into third grade, um, where in Strathfield took out this competition, including 2GB's Ben Maloof, which uh, Caruso thought needed to be put in there. Another enemy of uh, Caruso's in the uh, media world, I'm assuming. Um, with Warringah finishing third ahead of Norwest, Sydney and Auburn, whilst uh, George's River stole sixth place from Lane Cove and Pennant Hills in the last round. Um, we go, we'll go through the top ten um, for the third grade competition um, seeing this is your grade, Caruso, I'm going to let you you take over from from me here. Well, Brent, Brent and I probably in particular will be able to speak to a couple of these guys because we've probably had many battles against some of them over the years. And the first one that comes up to mind, Brent, is Marlon Muelling from Auburn. Their opening batsman who scored 528 runs can hit a ball. I I must admit I've never heard of this bloke. Um, <laughs> Haven't but... you? Auburn, Auburn obviously had a very strong year and were right in the hunt for the club champs up until the very last round. I've got to say, they're, they're second graders, great blokes. We had them in the yeah. qualifying final in twos, and, mate, those guys are top class. We bonded over, you know, hating Lane Cove and how they were, you know, not pleasant humans. And I think... Uh, yeah, I, re- I really enjoy Auburn. Like, obviously, their first graders brought in some pretty handy imports. Um, but, you know, even through the grades, they, they looked very strong this year. Absolutely. Uh, Adam Young with him on 460 runs. Gavin Scott, who's been a perennial player for Georgia's River, 374. One of the young guns, Measy, Jared Collier, 371 runs, including two centuries. One of them, uh, in particular, against Epping. Uh, Deval Modi from Strathfield, 344. Ayul Sham from Burwood, 336. Julian Scott, the father of Gavin Scott, scoring 326 runs. Atit Shankar from Mounties with 320. 
Farhad Mohammed from Strathfield, 313, and Cameron Rana from Macquarie University, 305. As we go to the bowling aggregate, and Kataki Trevetti from Strathfield with 42 wickets just really speaks to the, the strength of the Strathfield lineup that they had a couple of quality bats and a couple of quality bowlers. Muhammad uh, Juji from Auburn with 30 wickets. Uh, Raja Islam getting uh, 35. Prashant Barad from Mounties with 31. Tim McFarlane from Penrith Hills with 27 was a bit of a, uh, a surprise package. Uh, along with one of the perennials, Greg Cook, you would have seen him going around. Sharma Patronage from Northwest Sydney with 25 wickets. Yeah, no, um, uh, great effort. Um, I, um, uh, yeah, you know, well, the Strathfield um, in this uh, in the comp. Um, we uh, we had a new captain in our uh, uh, third grade, uh, Nirav Patel. He uh, he did a great job. He formerly a second grader of ours. Um, uh, we're hoping you'll uh, come back next year. We're just uh, looking at our options there. But uh, can yeah, you can no. you confirm can you confirm or deny the rumours that uh, Peter Robert Spears will be continuing on? He of former Chroma fame Matt Mears. Um, oh, sorry, I, I can chime in there. Um, mm, uh, Pete Spears has become uh, a real um, uh, how can I put it? Uh, just such a a great element to our club. Uh, just last weekend, he uh, spent a few hours helping us uh, pressure clean out the change rooms and all that. He's just, in every respect, you know, he's played from uh, uh, fives, fours, threes, twos. He's uh, done whatever he's needed. You know, he's um, I'm about to turn 52. He's older than me. He's just an incredible bloke. Uh, posty by day, um, you know, versatile, versatile player. Um, so gr- so glad to have him at our club. I mean, you'd remember playing against him in the park competition, partnering him partnering up with his good mate Gregory Rollins. Well, Seaman played Greg Rollins in the last round, and uh, the 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 Chroma Harvard rivalry. I think I'll uh, will save all the uh, comments for Raringa and uh, Roseville banter that rather than uh, the good old park cricket. Just to round that off, Ash uh, Sadiq for Macquarie University with 25 wickets. Mohammed uh, Fayez for George's River with 22. Ati Shankar for Mounties with 22. And Elliot Ralph for, with Burwood Briars for 21. Uh, a very tight competition that all all round. Although Strathfield tended to um, run away with it. But Burwood, Warringah, Northwest Sydney, Auburn, all finishing within a matter of points of each other. Well, we'll move along to fourth grade, and uh, the closest race for the top three, Strathfield held on for the premiership by only five points from Burwood, Baringa finishing a very close third. Uh, the top six was locked in for some time, with Mounties, George's River, and Auburn rounding out that top six. We'll go to those those uh, dreaded top tens with uh, Caruso. Harry Cantor-Smith, 419 runs, obviously... Um, a name that's been that we've known, we've seen on the radar for a couple of years now, but uh, really starting to show that he can put a lot of runs on the board. Oh, can't he ever? He's now he's now adopted the nickname of HBK, as uh, you would probably remember. Oh, here we go. Because um, not only he he, you don't play the sexy boy theme song when he comes out the bat. No, you? but Good. when he bowls, he does deliver sweet chin music. Oh, here we go. So. All right, well, we'll keep going. Well, after that, we'll keep going along. We've got Pat O'Reilly from Macquarie University on 379. Uh, Raja Saluja from Strathfield on 367. Um, Sakib Chowdhury from Mounties on 347. And Caruso, again, another pair that are starting to make a name for themselves. Jack Chick and Kai Broom with 326 and 319 runs respectively. Some some more names being made at Runga. Absolutely, and this is the part of the pathway that's now being developed uh, here. Both these kids are being, are being groomed to play in the Green Shield competition over the next couple of years. Kai Broom in particular, I, I am thoroughly impressed with, um, and it, it's great to see some of them coming through. Now, Brent, you know, 
just mentioning that the part, the importance of the pathway in particular, Roseville's relationship with UTS North Sydney, we've seen it starting slowly developing, and I guess the question is how is it is it how is it developed now this year, and how is it looking forward for next year? Yep. Um, so we were both in the situation, same situation. Sorry, at the time, uh, which was the start of the twenty. 16-17 season, I think. Yep. Uh, North Sydney finished 20th in the Premier Comp and we finished 14th in the Shires competition, so we'll both rock bottom. Um, pleased to say we've moved up every year on the club championship for the last five years, so gone from, I think, 14th to 12th to 10th to 8th. We finished 7th this year. Uh, and North Sydney, obviously, as well, has had a bit of success. Uh, Poitam and Gray made the final uh, a few weeks back. So, truly, it's been a win-win for both clubs. Uh, massive win for our club because we simply wouldn't get four teams on the park without them. Uh, it's literally at that stage where we're fielding about 15 to 16 North Sydney players some rounds Uh and also a huge win for them as well in the fact that their kids who otherwise wouldn't get a game on a Saturday are playing, you know, cricket on a turf wicket against men uh, rather than just, you know, sort of, I guess, you know, going into the background and having to wait three or four weeks for a game. So um, I've got a pretty good relationship with the the president Rob Lavery. He played a year at first grade for Rosal last year. Um, we hope that sort of heads on into the future. And um, Greg Cook, uh, Greg Cook as well, just very quickly. Um, you know, this is something that we're starting to see more and more Shires teams really take a hold of is the development of these relationships with the Premier Cricket Club. Yeah, no, um, at the start of, uh, of the season just gone, um, we reached out to uh, Gordon and uh, I've, uh, I'm in the corporate world, um, I um, um, I know Michael Kant, uh, who's uh, executive at the Commonwealth Bank uh, and uh, d- director of cricket um, at uh, at Gordon. So yeah, it's a, probably a fledgling relationship, but it, it worked out well, I think, for both clubs in the season just gone. Historically, Gordon had a relationship with Macquarie, but I think that it. Um, had it had sort of had it stay for want of a, a better expression. So um, um, we're looking forward to um, to developing that further. And I've sort of chatted to um, to Brent and uh, Biv about their relationship with North Sydney. And uh, and we all know, you know, these uh, probably Warringah and Manly are the the greatest example of this. We can we all know that um, as the um, I don't know, the poorer cousin, if you use that expression, in, in Shires it can be advantageous and dis, disadvantageous. Um, and so you need to uh, you, you need to manage it and make sure that uh, there's a synergy there and that uh, it works out well both for the Premier Club and for the Shires Club. Well, we'll keep going through the list now. Um, I said we had the two two young kids from Moringa. Peter Anadolopoulos from... Um, George's River on 318. I'm, I'm getting better, all right? Yeah. Um, Khaled Akbar from Mounties on 315. Uh, Jonathan DePleese from Northwest Sydney on 315. And uh, Yosef Sethi from Strathfield on 301. We'll move to that bowling aggregate. And Abhishek Nahar from, from Strathfield finishing on 44 wickets. Khaled Akbar... 315 runs and also 41 wickets for Mounties. An impressive effort there. Sam Mood for George's River on 39. Uh, Paul Panuti from Burwood Briars on 38. Burglar. Um, oh, we've, we've got the first burglar alert for the for the um, for the Shire episode. Would you like to elaborate, Mr. Caruso? Paul Panuti, even a couple of years ago, was playing first, bouncing between first and second grade for Burwood Bryce. What on earth are you doing in fourth grade? Yeah, he's he's a pretty good bowler. Like, yeah, definite second grader for yeah. mine. Burglar, you agree, Brent? Burglar for mine, second grader. Yeah. 
Okay, the challenge has been put out. We hope that uh, someone gives him that piece of intel and we uh, we hear from him. I'd love to hear the uh, the excuse for that one. Um, we'll keep going through the through the top ten with Cameron uh, Sandu from Mounties on 28, Josh Armitage from Epping on 27, Greg Metcalf from Burwood Briars on 26, uh, Cameron Beza from Lane Cove on 25, Tyler Cusson from George's River on 25, and Zach McGrath from George's River on 25 as well. Um, we'll move along to the Frank Gray Shield and. Uh, for what's always been a Ringer and George's River domination, we can be proud to say here Linfield have broken through, uh, beating both these teams on the pathway to Premiership glory. It's it's Linfield's first Premiership in over 18 years and their 14th Premiership in the 100 years of the competition. Yeah, I guess you're looking for me to chime in there. I'm, I'm, Please, um, go. This I'm, is your moment in the sun. The glory. I'm, <laughs> oh, I've been waiting a long time. I've been associated with the club for uh, the last uh, 25 years. I've been president for the last five years. Um, I did look up at our honour board. There's only uh, there were five presidents who'd uh, never had uh, a, a premiership, and now there's only four. So um, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, no, look, uh, we've, it's a great um, sign for our club. We got uh, you know eight out of the squad of 12 were Linfield juniors. We had 481 juniors, by the way, um, uh, in the season just gone. So it all portents well for, for um, uh, the uh, the coming seasons. Um, we've got a bit of a, you know, the guys I mentioned before, like, uh, you know, Matt Mee and, and Will Cook and Matt Matt Lomax and and, uh, and so on, are, Alex Timbrell are all sort of in their late 20s. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there's guys like uh, Josh Truon, the, uh, the captain of our 24s, Premiership team, and uh, uh, you know Tom Martin, who's only uh, uh, 19, um, who, uh, who was carried his bat and scored 92 in the final against George's River uh, and the Linfield Junior. Um, it's uh, all great signs for our club going forward. So it's, it's probably a bit of an anomaly, you know, like we had no Linfield had no team. We had uh, two teams from memory in, in finals contention last season, but. None uh, this year in um, in in ones, twos, threes, and fours. But uh, yeah, we took uh, the premiership in in twenty fours. So, and as it turned out with uh, COVID nineteen, you know the uh, the only uh, premiership where we, you know we actually got to uh, to play through in the finals. So um, yeah, the club's absolutely um, absolutely stoked and. Um, you know, when I became president five years ago, we sort of set out a five-year plan to, uh, uh, to 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 be as strong as club as we possibly could, and the chance of winning a premiership. And uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, I was I, I got to tell you, I was in tears. It was, uh, you know, it came down to the last uh, over the last ball, and uh, yeah, a few of us were, uh, uh, you know, really. Uh, <laughs> Stomach was in knots on the on the on the boundary, uh, watching things unfold. So um, it was a great thing. We're about to um, celebrate our centenary in 2023, so um, um, it gives us a bit of momentum for that. So um, yeah, great times for us. Congratulations. Thank you. Congrats, Greg. Yeah, and no, big congratulations there to Linfield. Uh, good signs as well. You can have a look at that top 10 of the, the bowling and batting aggregate in that competition. And the, the amount of Linfield players that we do see there, you, the, the couple of names that you mentioned, we got um, Sam Tapner um, topping the, the batting aggregate on 308. You also got Tom Martin in there with 118. He finished eighth on that list. But in the bowling, you got Brad Small with 14. Um, Josh Truen and, and Ben Barber with nine each. It's a, it's good to see that you've, you, you've got those players up there dominating, but it's not the same names. It's said five different names in those top ten. It's not just one. It's not just one player doing it all and making it there. When you've yeah. got a team like that and you've got everybody contributing, hopefully they'll all sort of end up gravitating yeah. together as they make their way up the grades as well and bring that success yeah. up the grades too. Yeah, no, most of those guys will. I mean, two of the guys that you mentioned are overseas players, so. Uh, ben Barber and uh, and and uh, uh, Brad Small. Um, as it turns out, um, Brett, uh, 
Ben Barbara's going to, uh, you know, depending on international travel and what have you, might go back um, to the UK for a little while this year. But he's um, he's, he's going. Uh, word is that he's uh, he's going to emigrate to Australia and he'll be um, he'll be with us what? next year. Um, yeah, um, I've got to double check on the rules there about overseas players and what have you. No, no, um, it's but, all good, Greg. We, we had that situation a few years ago. They count as Australians when they're back for yeah, a second. Yeah, no, I've sort of had some different stories on that, but um, I, I sort of, when I read the oh, rule, I... I, I, I wait, is he to, going uh, back? Well, you know, the world's in shutdown at the moment, so... <laughs> Um, He's stuck it, wherever it, he is now for a little bit. Yes, that, 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 that's Wait, is he is he in, in the UK at the moment? No, he's out here. Um, he uh, he's just taking a trip up to Yamber and Byron Bay, and uh, we oh. were going to have our Prezzo night on on April four, and he was going to be around for that, but we can't have that anymore with the the current shutdown. But uh, yeah, he's a great bloke um, compared to. Mate, um, he's one some, of some, the loosest kids I've seen. He stole my beer at that I'll have nothing of that. If you want, if you want to talk about um, characters, it's probably some previous internationals of ours that um, off off air. I could um, tell you some stories about. But, um, oh, he's, uh, he's right up there. But he's good though. He, he's good for your club. He's good. Yeah, for your club. no, and uh, Brad Small um, has played twos for us and played twenty fours. Um, magnificent you know, young fellow, um, and uh, yeah, Brad Small, about six foot five tall, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, spin. lovely bloke. Yep. I said, I, I know, I know the effect that the overseas players have. I'm lucky enough; I've been able to to do the same and, and play in the Surrey League over in England. And uh, it said, uh, the, the the just the influence on the overseas player on your on their game, as well as the influence on the club. It, it's something that. Uh, it's, it's a special bond, and, and I tell you, I'll always be known as the Effingham overseas player, and I would not change that for a thing, and I'm sure those guys hold a special place in your heart as well. Um, we'll go through some of the other awards um, before we uh, hit stumps here on Splinters. The cl- all-important club championship with uh, the Burwood Briars taking that out for the eighth year in a row. Um this time by 54 points over Auburn. Ringer finishing third, a further 68 points behind. The big improvers this year were Georges River and Lane Cove, who finished in that 900 to 1,000 mark. Pennant Hills finished bottom of the table with only 158 points. And that really comes to the, one of the first quick discussion points I want to I want to bring uh, bring up is so, and I want to bring Greg on this in particular is sort of the state of. Uh, of clubs, and I know this will be a discussion point for the subcommittee for the uh, for the future. But we've seen from time to time you may have a club that falls on hard times for a couple of years, and they they eventually do pick themselves up. But when you have clubs that seem to be perennially down the bottom of the ladder, at what point does the discussion need to be had about whether they are actually adding anything to the Sydney Shires competition? Yeah, look. Um, um Naturally, you know, uh, conversations need to be um, held. Um, uh, I know the individuals in, involved with um, with the clubs that you're alluding to um, are, are great people and doing a great job. Um, but um, no doubt, you know, there's conversations going on about planning for the future. It'd be, um, you know, I, I'm not privy to all the detail there, and it'd be. It, it, it'd be wrong for me to sort of talk about it if if I did know more. So um, naturally, you know, any competition needs, um, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, clubs that are uh, that are playing on a reasonably equal equal footing, and um, you know, it's in everyone's interest that um, you know that uh, uh, clubs are supported, and you know, if it's um, a temporary situation that they uh, that they need to get through, then um, then we should should sort of the competition should band together and help them. But if it's a if it's a situation that can't be righted, then you know, um, you know, difficult decisions sometimes need to be made. Um, you know, as we speak, um, we're in the midst of of uh, the most um, incredible global economic um, 
catastrophe. I don't think I'm, I'm uh, catastrophizing the situation by no. using that using that word. It's affecting every part of society, and um, you know, depending on how many months this goes on for, uh, obviously it's going to affect. It is affecting the winter sports in Australia, um, but um, even assuming that we can restart in late September, 2020. You know, the ability for players to play subs and for sponsors to come through is going to ha have an effect on even quite strong clubs. So um, clubs that were otherwise struggling, um, you know, it, it's going to be especially difficult. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll work together. But, um, yeah, the, the, the integrity of the competition needs to be maintained. Well, I said, if it's a club that, that caused Anthony Caruso to be on the back page of even a local newspaper, I think that's certainly got to uh, have some demerit points Jeez. for them there. He knew this was going to happen, Caruso. I'll never look yeah. that up. Yeah. Yes, no, you won't. But it, it is. It, it's a scary time in, in all of sport, not just cricket, where we, we, we go week to week. We don't know where we'll be. In, in the next day rather than the, the next season by the time cricket starts. So it's going to be one of those interesting things. We, we all hope, we pray that um, we'll be back to somewhat normal society. We'll be allowed back outside. We'll be allowed to, to, to gather enough at least to, to be having a, a cricket game. But uh, they are scary times that we live in. And while... Um, while that uh, takes its course, we we sit, we hope, um, and Anthony, I'm sure we will be back on the cricket field sooner rather than later. Absolutely, we do. So, in the meantime, there's a few more awards to go. Well, very quickly, as we're quickly approaching, uh, quickly approaching stumps here. Um, I'll just run through these quickly myself. Um, the individual team of the year, Strathfield fourth grade, with the highest team tally of. 80 points off the back of three outright wins. The worst individual team with the worst points tally. Um, three teams ended up with no points at all. That's got to be a, a bit deflating. But of the three of these teams, the worst, Pennant Hill second grade. And they had a quotient of 0.19. Wow. They lost outright six times. Pennant Hill's first grade just pipped them with a quotient of 0.22. Also with... Um, Six outright losses, and the third team was Balmain South Sydney third grade. They had a quotient of 0.27 and three outright losses. Um, best batting went to um, Lane Coast Greg Hunt. He was the only player to break 200 runs with an unbeaten 210 against Epping in the last round. And best bowling figures was a big nine-wicket haul by, give me that siren, Oh, burglar against Pennant Hills. So that oh, is. We need I've... to mention. We need to mention one of them though. Very quickly was uh, Peter Brazel taking eight for eight for Roseville against Balmain South Sydney in fourth grade. Brent. Yeah, well, funny thing about that game, he also hit a hundred and nine with the bat. Oh, stop it. <laughs> And no, rumour has it that he mm -hmm. went on the circuit chop combo that night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. But just, what a game. Just get on to the great cricketer. Yeah. <laughs> no, good mate of uh, Russell Cricket, Ian Higgins. But, um, yeah, Peter Brussel, round seven against South, took – no, he hit the 100 first. He hit 109 in the second dig. Uh, so second innings, 100. And then took eight for eight with the ball. So literally a game of his life. He was actually dropped from second grade earlier in the year. So went back down there and, um, yeah, sort of showed us that he was that he was worthy of the spot, I guess. Well, I think so. And uh, we will lead on another burglar alert. There was another 8-4, Pearl Panuti taking 8-4-19. But that does bring us to Stumps here on Splinters, the Sydney Shires Review Edition. I'd like to thank everybody on the panel first. Greg Cook, thank you very much, mate, for joining us here on Splinters. No worries. Glad to be a part of it. I'll uh, see you next time. Mate, we hope to have you back again. 
Brent Tansley from Roseville, mate. Thank you as well for having for having us for having you here. Thank you, Mizzy, Tones, and Greg. Always a pleasure. Mate, we hope to see you again as well. And Anthony Caruso, I suppose we will be graced with your presence because you'll make you'll make it so. Well, somehow, somewhere. You know, just stay on your phone not... with Avenue, all right. I'm trying, but uh, with the bomb shelter stuff you've got sitting outside your house at the moment, it's uh, a little difficult to stay on the side of the road. (laughs) If you need more Anthony Caruso, you can go check him out on the Cricket Sydney website. But as I said, that does bring us to stumps for Greg, for Brent, for Anthony. I am the wise man, Matt Mears. Make sure you tune in to Splinters next week and to the bench Friday nights at 6 o'clock. Have a very good night. We'll see you next time.